Welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, back from the villages, joined uh, in studio by Ronald J. Martin and Barnabas Piper. Boys, it feels good to be back. Are you uh, free of disease? That is the first question. Baby, you know what? I, th- I thank you so much for asking, and I am. Concerned I for your welfare. No, I know. I, I Listen, yeah, and the concern was well, well warranted, but uh, I made it out of there without... Uh, any any crazy sex parties with the old people? So uh, I'm in good shape. Man, there's a lot of relief around the the rant, man. Because I, I just I don't feel like I could rest well knowing you were over there, Big T. So I'm. I know. I'm I glad know. you're back and you're healthy and you're feeling good. And you're ready to carry on with life, baby. Thank you so much. I couldn't rest <laughs> I feel well like either. That would have made, the- made for an interesting book topic, however. <laughs> it would have. Although we 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 had some interesting book topics come out of uh, of the episode last yes, week. Did we, we not? Did. I yeah. feel like it was creative. The, the creative energy was so. You could cut it with a knife. Yeah, Do we wrap any of those deals? I mean, are we write, Are we writing those? Well, books? I was. We were waiting for Ted to uh, to get back from the villages so he could, you know, he could get his head fully in the uh, in the publishing game. But yeah, so we've got we've got uh, raising girls, and I don't remember the exact title, but it was it was. Uh, I think the subtitle was something like "Knock Them on Their Back." Knock them on their back, kick them in the nuts. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Barnabas Piper. It's, it's, it's coming back to me now. And yeah. then, uh, and then something like "You're not your doggy's daddy" or something along those lines was the uh, was the other one. Lower Thanks. than God, higher than dogs. A guide to raising children. Wow, right? you, you have a spectacular memory for these things, or you wrote them down and I did not. No, it's the uh, surely B and H is going to be interested in all three of those titles. B and H, we're we're going to get him on the phone, and I'm going to I'm going to pace around, and I'm going to say. You know, this is a package deal. Finger right? jabbing in the air. Finger jabbing in the air. Say yes. bye. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Make it happen, Ted. Pipe, speaking of business, uh, we are fortunate to have two business sponsors on the program again. So uh, why don't you tell us about our sponsors? We are uh, we are stoked to have them. We're grateful to have um, Missional Wear yes. back, uh, back in for another episode. And uh, is it Moody? It's Moody. Right? Uh, Nav Press this time. Nav, yes. <laughs> my bad. Nav Press. That's right. No, actually, Moody will be uh, will be next week. So you just little preview. Uh, yep, little, little preview. Uh, it's a pre. Little, it's a, little teaser, yeah, it's a, preview. a little teaser for the sponsor. It's a little teaser. So pipe. This is why. This is why you handle the sponsors and not me. So why don't you tell us about? <laughs> All right. So Nav Press uh, is sponsoring us for these these next couple episodes. And again, they wanted to highlight two books by Jerry Bridges. One is The Blessing of Humility, and that's specifically a look at the Beatitudes and. Um, as I mentioned last time, uh, Jerry Bridges is a model of humility, or I should say he was a model of humility all the way through to the very end of his life. Uh, everybody who I knew who worked with him or met him absolutely loved him. Um, so for a guy like that who was that faithful uh, in humility all the way to the end of his life, I would say a book like this is uh, – the proof is in the pudding on that one, so check that out. It's the blessing of humility. The other is his, really his sort of staple classic work, and that is the pursuit of holiness. And that looks at the idea, the command that every Christian is called to be holy as God is holy. But what does that mean? Because clearly we're not God, so it's a, it's really a deep dive at the look at the character of God um, and how we can be holy in that kind of in those footsteps without being God ourselves. So Nav Press, thanks for sponsoring. Check out the books, The Blessing of Humility and The Pursuit of Holiness. And then as you mentioned, Ted, our other sponsor is Missional Wear or Calvinist Swag. They reminded right. me that you can actually go to calvinistswag.com and it will take you right to their site. So that was and that was one that uh, that they made that change 
as a uh, as a response to our suggestions. So that was that was our influence on them. But Guys, we're they, changing the culture. That's right. We are changing Calvinist culture, which probably needs a lot of changing. Um, <laughs> Father's Day is coming up, so for those of you listening who are uh, who are looking for gifts, uh, there's still plenty of time. That's about two or three weeks away, um, and they specifically wanted to point you to a couple new uh, a couple new items that they have. They have a new camp style coffee mug that features sort of a a hand sketched animated kind of thing of uh, John Calvin and Charles Spurgeon on the same mug, and it looks pretty cool. I I'm a I'm, I like the camp style coffee mug, so I'm a I'm I'm partial to that. And then they wanted to highlight their pint glasses. So uh, nothing makes Father's Day more special than kicking back with a, a relaxing beverage as opposed to a caffeinated one. And their pint glasses are solid. Um, Ted specifically likes the Charles Spurgeon smoking one. And then they have Luther and John Owen and Jonathan Edwards and Augustine or Augustine, however you say that. Uh, John Knox. They've got a five <laughs> solas one. Um, and then they've got a chief end of man with sort of a and sort of a cool graphic design, um, Spurgeon, Calvin. So they've got they they really run the gamut. I I realize he he wasn't reformed, but they really need a C.S. Lewis glass. Um, yeah. that's uh, he's he's sort of a uh, he's sort of the black sheep of the reformed family, but but every no, you need him as a reformed person though. Yeah, he's sort of the he's like the one counterbalance. We can all be like, well, I read the one guy who's not reformed. Absolutely. So, and then you can say what you don't like about him, exactly. which is a thing that reform guys love doing. That's right. You can say, well, actually, he... Yeah, actually, I have some reservations. Exactly. You know, I like him, but... <laughs> but, yeah, that, you, that, that. You, oh, yeah, there cannot be an unreserved praise. It has to be, I love what he Absolutely. does, but that one thing. Yeah, you can never just give someone praise. Right. Never. So when you are ordering your pint glass, unfortunately not the C.S. Lewis one, or your uh, or your mug, use the code Happy Rent. You get $10 off an order of... Uh, fifty dollars or more. That's that's like two or three things. So you can buy one for uh, one for all of the dads in your life. So dad, granddad, brother, cousin, whoever. Use the code Happy Rank. Get that discount, and they've extended that uh, discount through June twelfth. So missionalware.com or calvinistswag.com. Use the code Happy Rank. Save your money. Make dads in your life happy. Go to it. I love it. I love wow. it. Speaking of uh, speaking of praise and kind words, um, <laughs> like we had some going. we had some feedback from last week's app, Did we not? We did. Um, we we had a couple of people who very kindly responded and said that it was one of their favorite episodes, and that's always encouraging to hear because it is. We talk into microphones, and to know that people enjoy it is encouraging. Um, but uh, we had one guy who, before he even finished the episode, he shot us a direct message on Twitter, and he said, hey, uh, I know people who live in the villages. Did you know that they have the highest concentration of STDs in the country? And then Dude. he direct messaged again like 10 minutes later, and he said, oh, yes, you guys did know that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every person I've mentioned the villages to has brought that up to me. Yeah, there's a, a, a guy I work with who's a fan of the show was saying that his parents used to live in a, in an area, not the villages, but something a lot like it. And he said it yeah. was the weirdest, creepiest, sort of freakiest place. Yeah. Uh, and everything you described is exactly right. So there was it. not not even a little bit of exaggeration there. No, there really I, forgot to, I forgot to tell you that there's a, there's a dude – a pastor in my denom that went to the villages and planted a church there. Baby, I think I may have gone to that church. No, really? no, no, not in your denom. Because what's your denom? Free church. EV free. Baby, I think I went to that church. Really? How? Why? Well, we need a little feedback, just really quickly. What? How was it? 
baby, listen, man. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, A, I'm not 100% sure it's the same guy. B, I, I don't want to offend people who I love and who love me. But I, I'm just going to say one thing, okay? And you do with this what you will. <laughs> the slogan, you know how churches, some of them have like a catchphrase or a slogan. The slogan was play hard, pray hard. Because, you know, moving, that's on, a, moving on to the first topic of the <laughs> <laughs> wait, that I'm sorry, run that we'll run that one back again. That was the slogan. The slogan was was play hard, pray hard, and there was a third part, finish well, because the church was for old people. You know? Wow. So in a in a sense, like have 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 fun with your shuffleboard and your golf and and and, and you know your your other you know playing hard endeavors but then also pray hard because you got to pray after that kind of play let's be honest because you know and, and and that whole thing is really just taken right out of the new testament church absolutely which yeah, was all, really all about play you know you know what you don't even need to preach acts you just have to say those two slogans and you've preached i mean acts. paul all the bocce that he played <laughs> right. in between beatings and imprisonments Big T, next time I preach Acts, remind me of those two words so that we can make it a one-week series. Will you do that for me? If you read read real carefully into the last words that Stephen said, you know, he he asked God to forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. And then I think right after that, it might be cut from most manuscripts. It says, uh, play hard, pray hard. It's right there. Play hard, go play your shuffleboard. Right before the stones hit him in the head. There's like exactly. a little quote that says wasn't included in earliest manuscripts. Yeah, you know why we don't? Yeah, yeah, we don't. We can still the, use it. The, the stones that hit him in the head were actually bocce balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are heavy. <laughs> they, they are. They are. Wow. Guys, yeah, it was Good surreal. Start. What a great start to the podcast. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's the same guy, Big R. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ronnie is speechless. He doesn't even want to make a guess. No, I don't, I don't blame him. Let's move on, boys. Let's uh, let, let's let's use our good radio uh, techniques and transition out of yeah, this. We're, thing, we're begging you. Yeah, mayday, mayday. Yeah, mayday. please. And let, let's talk about some other weird stuff uh, that happened this week, and that was somebody, some crazy dude on Twitter. And you have to suss this out for me, pipe, because I'm I'm not on Twitter. I don't know how this world oh, works. We had multiple requests for you to get on Twitter as well, Ted. So uh, really, yeah, I. Uh, I responded via the Happy Rant account and said you were more likely to actually retire to the villages than get on Twitter. But um, that's yes, a 50, 50. Mul- multiple requests. There may be a petition going around. Oh well, that's nice, man. That's sweet of uh, sweet people to say that they want me on Twitter. You know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe it'll happen, man. Who knows? Um, so some somebody else who's on Twitter, some crazy dude called your pops and Russ Moore Satanists for promoting the adoption of minority children. Now, this just sounds kooky. This sounds as kooky as the day is long, Piper. I want you to, to suss this out for me. Um, well, you very accurately represented his tweet. I'm scrolling back through my feed to see if I can find the exact wording. Um, but yeah, some some somebody uh, who whose bio said he was a youth leader in the home church movement um, – what, what does that mean? He's a parent. <laughs> I know that was my response. I'm like, what are you, a dad? Are you, yeah. uh, are you an uncle? What is this? I, multiple people said, I think that means he lives in his mom's basement. Um, yeah. but yes, he, he respond, uh, he, it was not a response to anything. He tweeted and said, uh, at John Piper and at Dr. Moore are Satanists for promoting the adoption of black children instead of the, uh, 
I don't know, the giving birth to white children. And then he, and then I was just tagged on the end as like I was just sort of a hanger on to his, <laughs> to, to, to his hate tweet, and so uh, I just yeah I, I I just sort of got uh, dragged into it. Um, let me see. Now did you did you destroy this guy? Did you savage him with your words, Pipe? Okay, so or, uh, uh, I found the exact tweet. It says false Christians John Piper and Doctor Moore tell whites to adopt blacks instead of making white babies. They are Satanists. And no then he dropped down two lines and tagged me in it as well. So, and he's wow. uh, he goes by Pastor Mike, and he has a uh, one of those sort of Japanimation uh, uh, little avatar things. So good for him. Um, I did not savage him. I didn't feel like uh, much would come out of that. I did, however, retweet him because it made me laugh more than anything. And I said I can confirm yeah. two things: John Piper has four biological children, and he does not worship Satan. <laughs> just to set the record straight right you know so just in case either of those well and what's amusing to me about this is that uh so i am the youngest of four biological caucasian children of my parents and you know good on good on piper good on him for producing right. four white kids also yes. also never worshiped satan um and i do have an adopted sister who is black but she she was not you know she wasn't like a priority over the rest of us. We are all siblings. The biological yeah. children are there. She is there. Uh, Dr. Moore does not have any minority adopted children. He has uh, two or three sons adopted from Eastern Europe, and okay. he has one biological son who is also Caucasian. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm I'm a little confused by this tweet, but uh, he's got a house full of white kids. Then he's yeah. good. Yeah, all white kids. Yeah, I mean a couple <laughs> of them are adopted, but uh, he's like you, Big T. Russ Moore's a lot like you. He's like me. We we both got houses full of white kids. <laughs> I don't know what all the fuss is over. I know? just the uh, the the false Christians and and they are Satanists. Part is uh, yeah. Apparently, I didn't go look back through this guy's feed because I didn't feel like going waiting in the uh, the crap. But right. I, I had a few other Twitter followers uh, who did, and they said, uh, basically, apparently, he's just a full-on white supremacist. Like, just, Dude, I just, just nuts. I feel like calling Christian Satanists is so, like, 1970s, like, chick track. You know what I mean? It's, it's it brings us, it, it, brings us it brings us back, like, 40 years ago. It's like, what do you mean? I mean, that's all you got? You call me a Satanist? I mean, you like, yeah. like literally, like, vocabulary has moved on so far beyond that. You have to have a better, like, slang to throw at me than Satanist. I, you yeah, have like to have Satanist something better. you listen to Led Zeppelin. You <laughs> totally. <know>? Totally. <laughs> right. Because you, right, because because you don't adopt the right kinds of kids, and you listen you to like Led right Zeppelin kids, and Satanist. Blue Oyster Cult. You know what I yeah, mean? It's like yeah. right. You like ACDC. You're a Satanist. It's like, dude. I know. I mean, I was back in 1978, but I've yeah. kind of moved on since then. So you should probably like just throw something else at me. You know? Unbelievable, baby. <laughs> Pipe. What more is there to say about this nut job? I, I don't. Well, I'm, I'm. Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up his feed right now. He's but you know what I love though? I love. <laughs> I mean, Big T. I love Piper's just cool and calm response to him like only the facts ma'am i mean Dude, you just cool. it was really cool, ice man, man. ice water oh, it was so days. ice it was so yeah. ice oh, because I- big t i'm guessing you you would have responded a little more how shall i say violently como se dice violently <laughs> acerbically let's say <laughs> maybe the, and this in a nutshell is why i'm not on twitter in part 
Ooh, wow. He just uh, he informed a few other friends of mine that they would burn in hell for their anti-white heresy. Uh, he says a third world non-white invasion of the USA is taking place, and that's the only issue that matters. I would venture to say his uh, presence on Twitter doesn't matter, so that's he's, he's not helping. <laughs> Dude, who uh, else is a Satanist? Oh, let's see. Uh, D.A. Horton, whose book uh, was actually one of the sponsors for this. Mm-hmm. Um, also a good friend of mine who's a Hispanic guy. And then a couple guys who work with Dr. Moore, but that's guilt by association, so that's to be expected. Um, let's see. Whites adopting blacks is literally – ooh, here's a, here's a fun word. Cuckoldry. Do you know the word cuckold? I do know the way I, I I couldn't define it exactly, but I've been I've heard yeah it. I've been I've I've had it thrown at me on Twitter, and that's the only context I've ever seen. I think it means that con- your conservative is going liberal, if I understand okay. correctly, and then these people are sick in the head. So that would be anybody who uh, anybody who adopts a minority child. Yeah, this guy just hates anybody who's not white. Dude, like maybe I, he'll it, come out to live in Louisville. And this is I mean, why I would love to have. This is him why out I didn't and- look at his feed because before I was amused, and now I want to fight him. That was Dude. that was a poor decision on my part. I should not this, have I should not have looked at that. This guy should come out to live in Louisville, man. He should. I mean, he, he should. really should. I mean, we'll have to hire some security, but I, I think honestly, it would be really fun. No, I would just tell yeah. my daughter. Do- I would just tell my daughter to knock him on his back. Yeah, exactly. 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 Precise. Dude, we don't need a security detail. We got Pipe's daughters. That's right. My, my right. seven-year-old will solve this issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, nothing like a Piper speaking. putting a left hook into a. You know, radical left hook into a white liberal, supremacist. white yeah. supremacist, ultra conservative. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever he is. Whatever. Whatever kind of conglomeration he considers whatever, himself. Whatever this guy is. Right. Whatever kind of mixed drink of political savvy There's, he considers himself. There is a little bit of uh, a little bit of irony in somebody who is so remarkably hateful, calling other people satanic. Yeah, like he's. He's genuinely a hateful person, like just pouring out acid on everybody. It's ridiculous. Uh, That's I want to see. I want to see. A, I want to see a young Piper take him down. Is so there a picture of this guy? We got. We got. No, he doesn't have any pictures. His his uh, his little Twitter avatar is like a little cartoon, which uh, makes me wonder if the guy's like sixteen. Yeah, come I don't on, know what man. it takes. To, I don't know what the qualifications for youth leader in the home church movement are. But, guys, uh, you know, guys, it's okay. We don't we don't have to fear this guy. Let's we can move on to our next topic without fear. As Blue Oyster <laughs> Cult once said, don't fear the reaper. <laughs> That's you know? exactly where I was going. I mean, you took it right out of my mouth. And Big R, we're both Satanists for knowing that lyric. It's true. I'm just it's, picturing I, Will Ferrell true. dancing around playing cowbell right now. <laughs> I know, man. I know it. I know it. I love it. But it's lifting my spirits. Well, go. boys, we've got uh, we we've got a whole episode's worth of controversy to uh, to to tackle, um, and this is one that's uh, that's big in the news right now. Uh, Pipe, you texted me the the link to it. Um, apparently, in Cincinnati, there was a gorilla shot in a zoo um, because it was starting to drag a kid into the like gorilla space or whatever, and the and the zoo people did. Um, ostensibly, what they're trained to do and supposed to do in these situations. Uh, which is to shoot the gorilla and save the kid. And being, I don't know, being Amer- that it's Americans. Now, yeah, being being that everybody has a voice, everybody's going nuts because this gorilla was shot and apparently they should have let it, like, I don't know, maul the kid. Um, 
I don't know, man. This is just nutty, too. I got nothing to say about it. Right. Big R, what do you got on this, man? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what, I mean, what do you do with this? It's like you're, it's like trying to argue with something that lacks, you know, like any sort of, you know, rational thought, you know. So there's all the all the layers to it is that this kid sneaks in, you know, yeah. through the bars. Into the kid was like the, four. He's right, like, yeah, you, so he's a three-year-old who could apparently fit between like the railings on the the edge. railings, right? He I gets mean, that's in. That's a tiny kid. You can barely walk. The kid Absolutely. doesn't. Kids that age don't know anything. They don't know what they're doing. They're just toddling around. Right. So the big, so the big controversy now is that so the gorilla started sort of batting him around, and of course, you know the the. The people are watching this. The mom's freaking out. The, the, you know, the, the, the zoo, you know, the, the people working for the zoo come in. They shoot him. So now it's, it's out like, well, we shouldn't have – we should have just shot him with the tranquilizer. But then the argument was, well, tranquilizer wouldn't have wiped him out quick enough. And then the kid still might have been like harmed. And then the other thing is, well, what about – you know, the mom was neglectful. She was neglectful for letting her kid – so again, so the, so, so the person that – again, at the end of the day, the person that gets the least amount of concern and care for was the person most at harm and in danger, which was the kid who was saved, who of course we would all as rational – people who value the life of, of kids would say, well, of, of course, like that was the most value part of the two person animal slash equation there. And um, but again, you know, it's just it's that literal outrage over the wrong things that is just so common when something breaks, you know, in social media. And, and that's really who gets most of the that's who gets most of the noise too, are the people that are just literally, you know, spewing ridiculousness, right? Pipe, am I there with yeah, that? Yeah, it's. I think you. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I just the thing that is baffling to me is that all of the people involved are the bad guys. Well, the right. kid, the kid is a non-entity. That person never gets talked about. The kid who was at you know apparently moments away from being killed, and and. Apparently, animal experts are saying that the behavior of the gorilla was really aggressive, whereas all of the uh, the the Twitter animal experts are saying that 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 was it was being mothering. So <clears throat> I don't know who he who yeah, it was trust, like, it was like, like the, making a sandwich for the kid and like right. trimming the, the <laughs> right edges I'm, off. I'm inclined to go with the actual zoologist as opposed to the Twitter <laughs> zoologist, um, but. But the mom is apparently a bad person for losing track of her child. Uh, I've raised two children or am in the midst of raising them. I raised them past three years old. And I will say this. Any child who makes it past three years old without getting hit by a car or falling off something tall, it's a miracle. I couldn't agree more. I, it's, it is a miracle that I ever kept track of my kids and I tried hard to be a good dad. Like good parents lose track of their kids and this one just happened to be by – a place where it could get itself in a lot of trouble. Like it could have just wandered across the playground somewhere else, but here there was a, you know, there's a, a gorilla enclosure. And then, and then the zookeeper who shot the thing, like high five zookeeper, you saved a child. I, I feel like you deserve praise uh, not to have all this criticism heaped on you. That is the, the, yeah, that's a bummer for that dude. You know, and he, and, and, you know, there was an interview with the, I don't know who, whoever runs the zoo. And he said, he said explicitly, he said they, they did what they were trained to do. Normally, we try to tranquilize if the option is there, but for an animal that large, it would not have acted fast enough to be sure that we could save the child, which means his priority was being sure that we could save the child. And right. uh, I don't know. That just seems exactly right to me. I, but on the other hand, I'm not at all surprised by the reaction. Like when I, when I saw when the story broke, whatever it was, two, three days ago from when we were recording this. And I just I knew that people were gonna go they were gonna go ape over it, 
uh, in in terms of in terms of just like how could they kill? I mean, there was the remember the hunter, the dentist who killed the lion last year yeah. or whatever yeah. it was, and everybody yeah. went crazy. Now, granted, that's different because it's a safari and it's a hunting trip. Which means that there might be an argument that he shouldn't have done that if you really want to go down that road. But, like, if a rabid dog charged my kid, I would rip it apart with my bare hands or kick it or club it or shoot it or whatever I needed to do to protect my child. Knocking on its back. Piper, of course, you're the same one that would have your kid do the same thing to an animal, obviously. So, you know, maybe you're the wrong guy to be talking about. That's true. I'm I'm the one who did propose children fighting shih tzus last year. Yeah, you're the one that that would just say, hey, hey, why don't you just go and tear that that dog limb from me? And then big You wouldn't even do it for your kid. That's right. Go, Go get him, kid. Yeah, and if it was a dog, I you know I might not be that sad about it. I, what I don't really understand <laughs> is um, I just feel like we have you know the same. I, I, I mean, again, what I want to know is are the same people complaining about the ape like meat eaters? Like, were they did they have burgers that night while they're like blogging about this? Like, what I want to know is like how how far does it go, and why do we why do we have this bizarro like sort of cuddly? like just affection for animals to the point to where like we, we literally do elevate them well, above human life. And, and I'm not trying to get all, all I that. I think it's right only now. certain animals. Cause imagine if that thing had fallen into like a boa constrictor. Yeah, for uh, sure. Enclosure. Nobody, and nobody and all of a sudden the, the snake started to like wrap the thing up and they shot it. Everybody'd be like good riddance. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would be sad about that, but because it's a cuddly, terrifying, just literal like blood sucking ape, like some, <laughs> you know, I mean, you see the picture I'm painting here, like not a real cute, cuddly, nice animal, right? Like nobody's snuggling up to ape, you know, at night, you know, when they go to bed at night and, you know, watching TV and eating ice cream. I mean, this is like a killer beast, right? I mean, like, so what, why, why are we, why I just, the elevation part of it is so strange to me, Big T. I, I don't, I don't understand like our sort of this weirdo affection we have for pets over people. Baby, here's my thing with the zoo, man. And I'm, I'm going to take it out even a, even a step further. I have two boys. All right. My boys are 13 and 10. They've both gone to the, to public schools. I go to the zoo, you guys, and the, the zoo is just like, and we may have to cut this out. The, the, the zoo is just a, a collection of penises for them to, to look at and giggle at and make jokes about. <laughs> oh, you know not, what I mean? We're not cutting every, that out. That's scary, everywhere man. we go in the zoo. It's oh, and yeah, the ape enclosure. The ape enclosure is uh, is always the um, prime prime real estate for yeah, that, right? Yeah, pr- I, I get a, I get an could, elbow could in we, the ribs. Could we call it? primate real estate oh man yeah. really bad piper yeah first was... first the ape yep. all right mark you know where you're gonna be doing your cuts man it's... <laughs> you know what i'm saying though so it's like we got to go to the aquarium we got to go to like the the avian like bird thing just to 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 get away from all the junk you know <laughs> so my kids wouldn't have even we wouldn't have even really been near the ape thing it yeah. would be a non-issue for me <laughs> yeah all right, boys. Let's uh, let's talk about the final thing here. And there, there's on, a, there's a segue here that you're just not going with, Ted. Yeah, I know. There's a, there's a lot of segues. There's a I lot know. of transitional elements that you can be because I'm, right I'm being a pro. Being I'm being a radio. Pro. I'm being a mature adult. Uh, Fine. Let, let's go with speaking of transitional elements. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of tra- <laughs> speaking of transitional elements, um. We're, we're going to bring this up, boys, because we are in media and we have to. We haven't really talked about this yet, this thing, this, this, uh, this phenomenon, this uh, controversial thing uh, that everyone's talking about. Big R, you texted us uh, that you had a, had a pastor 
uh, who just wrote to you about protesting uh, a target for the gender bathroom thing. Now, suss this out for me. This guy was saying, hey, there's going to be a protest. Will you join me? Or isn't it kooky how these guys are protesting? What was the context for this thing? Well, look, all I did was I, I got a, uh, you know, there's a target, you know, in the vicinity. And um, so I got, I got, you know, a, a pastor from one of the churches in town. He, uh, I just got an email. I was, I was, it was like a group email. So I was with a bunch of other like church leaders and pastors. And he just said, hey, it, it looks like the, deci- like, I guess Target's coming down to make a decision about what's going on with their whole like, you know, bathroom gender you know, story. And they're going to make a decision on, on how to move forward and what to do. So he said, I'm trying to gather up a bunch of people to go to this particular target and, and protest and make sure that they make the right decision and that they, you know, stop this ridiculousness. And um, so, so he, he was he coming was just, to that target. He was coming to like the, the, the nowhere Ohio target to make absolutely. the decision. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. No, so, you know, so in other words, like what he's hoping is that like, uh, you know, w- when this decision comes down or either right before it comes down or right after, I'm not sure. Like he's hoping that or, or maybe there's like maybe there's like this movement of like people that are going to be gathering at targets, protesting, making sure, you know, the decision is the right decision. And so yeah. he was just trying to gather that particular crowd for our target and seeing if I was interested in, in, in going. So so I just thought that was interesting because then I had a talk with my wife about it, you know, and of course, inevitably, it gets into this idea of protesting and, you know, you know, sort of the effectiveness of protesting. Some protests are good. You know, I, I mean, I'm all for some you know, protests where Christians gather and they need to let their voice be known. And then I think there are other other protests, which I, I feel like this might be in, in the latter category of which I don't know if it's the best thing for people of the church to actually invest in something of this particular nature. I don't know. So I'm just throwing it out there for you boys. Let's dialogue about this because I would love to hear where you're at and, and, and see where we end up with this one. Pipe, what's your take on this, baby? Uh, I, I mean, I think along, you know, one of the early episodes of this podcast, I think we talked about boycotting in general. Uh, I don't remember what context it was, but just maybe just sort of Christian boycotts in general. I, I tend to feel like they're, uh, they're a waste of time effectively and they misrepresent what we believe because, Mm. you know, there is a time when boycotts work. I mean, you can think of a few in history and, but the thing about boycotts almost always work when one group is marginalized and mm-hmm. and but that group is a significant enough portion of the population to financially affect whoever they are boycotting. So think like the the bus boycotts during the civil rights era. There's a marginalized yeah. group and they they effectively uh, financially ruined the bus industry because they were a huge portion of that. That's effective. Um, it's not effective when uh, you know Southern Baptists boycott Disney. For example, because <laughs> Disney doesn't care, and Southern Baptists aren't a marginalized group, right? Um, so, and that's, and I think that's where what, what kind of what this comes down to is there's no marginalized group. Like Christians want to claim that we are marginalized. Uh, somebody promoting something that we do not agree with is not the same as marginalizing us. Marginalizing us would be to say if they said you are not allowed to shop at Target anymore, you you are not allowed to use the bathrooms anymore. And then if we, you know, collectively rose up, maybe there would be an effect. But this just – the problem is that this paints conservative evangelicals as haters, which we mm-hmm. already have the reputation for anyway. We certainly don't need to loudly confirm it in anyone's mind. Yeah, I like that. I mean, so – but OK, so let me ask you this then. Let, go, go over the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. What do you think have been worthy 
worthy protests? I think protesting abortion is worthy. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know that picketing clinics is worthy, but like um, gathering around political institutions. So like on the, 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 the right to life, those marches where a group of people are peaceably gathering to protest a marginalized group who cannot speak for themselves, in that case, the unborn, and uh, and and trying to sway the opinion of the people who can actually change laws. I don't think picketing an abortion clinic is probably terribly effective, although, uh, I mean, the church I grew up in did that in the early 90s, but even some of the people like my dad who, who were involved in that have looked back and said they probably wouldn't do it the same way now. Um, mm. <clears throat> And so I'm trying to think if there's just – I feel like in our society it's – I don't know if it's the individualism. I don't know if it's the just the fact that the culture has moved and progressed so far past evangelical values that uh, that it, it's just – it feels like it's just sort of screaming into a closet to do it most yeah. of the time. And I think – you know, I want to hear you – I want to hear you weigh into this big T because here's the yep. thing. I do think that – I don't know if it's our generation. I know we're a little separated in age. We're close enough. But I think like there's there, there's just something that I'm – personality-wise and sort of the way I'm wired inside, I'm, I'm like so – like I have such an aversion to like this this type of, of, of reaction. You know what I mean? And I, and I have a feeling like you are too, Big T. And I wonder if it's a generational thing. I wonder if it's just a pragmatic thing like we just absolutely don't think it's effective. Or is there just something yeah. more, more personality-driven inside which just says, this is just dumb. Like if yeah, this isn't dude, like really – you know, I don't, I don't know. Way into that a little bit. I think it's all three. I, I, I yeah. really think it's all three. Like I, I feel – and maybe it's a sense of – I don't know, just feeling like I can't make a difference, but feeling like, you know, me walking around with a sign is dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> these decision makers, they're going to walk right by. They're not going to care. And, and, and two, big R, I mean, I think it's a, it's a question of gifting and like, I don't know, I'm a writer, you're a writer. Like, I, I think if anything, I would, I would be more inclined to write something about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If, if I had a, an issue. And, and we've done this in the past. I've done it. I mean, write a piece for, I don't know, the, the local newspaper or Christianity today or, or some media outlet that would run it where, you know, I get to give my perspective on, uh, on one of these things. I'd be more inclined to, to try to do that. But even with that, I don't feel like, well, I'm going to write this piece and it's really going to stem the tide. You know, it's, it's going to sway public opinion. I mean, you just kind of do whatever it is you're gifted to do and, you know, have a realistic viewpoint of it. So yeah, I, I, I can't really ever see myself walking around in front of some place with a sign and really feeling like, yeah, I'm making a difference, you know? Um, that being said though, and, th- and this came up a, a few minutes ago, I am boycotting Disney now <laughs> because I'm boycotting Disney on behalf of all impatient people like myself who like to be cool because it's, it's hot and it's all about waiting around. So in, until they change those two things, I'm not going back. Until it's not in Orlando anymore. And de- right. Until it's cooler and there's, there's less waiting around and it's cheaper and it's less loud. And it feels just more like my house. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going again. <laughs> oh, good grief, boys. Any, anything else on this uh, boycotting thing? I mean, I think boycotting, boycotting and protesting are different because you can quietly, uh, you can quietly boycott. 
That's and, true. And if and and that can have an effect. Now, I mean, if I, I don't think we're going to have any effect on Target by boycotting, but uh, but but protesting is. <clears throat> I think I don't know if it's because we live in a digital age and everybody has a voice now, but I feel like things like that had had an impact when it was a shock to see tens or hundreds or thousands of people publicly demonstrating against yeah. something. Now, if you go on Twitter and look at a hashtag, you can see tens of millions of people protesting a freaking gorilla getting shot any time of day. That's so, right. so public protest and public uh public uh expression is kind of cheap and meaningless and you're just you're throwing pearls before swine and kind of making yourself look like an idiot in the process exactly exactly well boys this has been uh this has been enlightening we've uh we've covered a lot of ground again a lot of controversial ground so uh my sense is there will be more uh response via twitter and facebook we still have that right we have a facebook um, yep. So if you're if you're so inclined, go on to Twitter and uh, and follow and, and us. T- and Ted will not see it. I won't see it. I won't have a clue what you're doing on there. But go on there and follow us because we we are the kind of guys who find validation in numbers and in the number of people who are following us. Um, so do that for us. Uh, follow us or like us on Facebook. Whatever it is you do on Facebook now, do that. And. Um, you know what else would be great, Big T? What would be great, Big R? You tell me. I'm going to tell you. I, I think what would yeah. be really fun is mm-hmm. uh, if we uh, we had somebody come out and, and, and protest live in Louisville. I think that would really I would love just kind of confirm confirm Baby, everything we're talking about. Can you are you, know? su- can, you are such an idea guy. Can I just say that is that is that weird? That. Thank you. Can, yeah, can, no, we, can we put this out as an open invitation to white supremacists? Absolutely. Uh, youth youth, youth uh, director Mike on Twitter to come out and protest. This yeah. is an open invitation to white supremacist Mike. Come and come protest out. live in Louisville. Now you got to pay the cover charge and you got to buy a T-shirt. So Absolutely. you're going to go home with a missional wear Calvinist swag happy rant official uh, event shirt that you can do whatever with, but but. But you gotta you gotta pay to be in the door of that hipster coffee shop, and you're gonna be expected to buy a latte. To be, I want to see a. To be a fair, it is, it, in your- it is a white guy on the logo, so he might. You think he would wear the shirt? He'll be fine. He'll be fine, guy. Don't if, worry if, about if, him. If, Don't worry about him. He'll. <laughs> we're not worried about the shirt. He'll, he'll. He'll. like Maybe it. we he'll should get a, it. get a like an ethnic guy on the logo just for this event. That's you right, know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and make him wear it. He might yeah. be a Martin Luther fan, so there there might be a little way that, that he can justify the whole thing. So, you know, there we'll you go. We'll see, man. Boy. But maybe we'll see him in Louisville. Maybe we won't. Uh, what, what's the date again on that, boys? Let's let's promo that a little bit. Um, let me let me check my uh, 19th or 20th, I believe. My happy rant, uh, you know, calendar right here. Yeah. You know, it would be uh, I believe it would be the uh, 23rd, October 23rd, 23rd. I was, you know, I was in the right week. You're in the right ballpark there. Yeah. All right. Guys, speaking, of, speaking of ballparks, I'm going to yeah. be heading to the Indians game tonight. So we might have something to talk about as I as I do a little commentary on Maybe my uh, to the Indians again. remember when we did that a few years ago. Absolutely. So I'm going to do a little commentary on progressive field, maybe on the next rant, and tell you a non-sports person's opinion of of this sport that we like to call baseball. Baby, we had a great experience uh, at the Indians game. <laughs> did you did you sit out in the bleachers and bang on drums with nobody else there? Listen, Ronnie and I, we've watched, baby, we've watched a lot of baseball together over the years. 
in that, remember when, true. We were, remember when we were in, in beautiful Toledo and we got comped tickets to a Mud Hens game? It was, uh, it you, know, was you know that's worth the like $8, right? Yeah, no, but I, listen, don't ruin this for us. But uh, we, we got comped some beautiful baby tickets. These must have been fans of our work. And uh, we, we got to watch gratis. Uh, the the Toledo Mud Hens and uh, it was a big it was a big night it was a big moment and it's a memory that will live on in infamy it will live forever in in both of our minds so I want to hear a full um, recap of what happens in Cleveland tonight are you going with Smikowski oh no no man this is like a church wide event that, that is we it put like together. Faith, is it like Faith Night at the ballpark it is so, so they, have like Steve, they have like Stephen Curtis Chapman singing during the uh, seventh inning stretch or something. Boys, let let me repeat the, in, the the insults that just got hurled at me. This is not faith night. Not, <laughs> it's not faith, faith night. night. No. Okay. So it's just regular general public night. This is just general public. The church is going out. We're going to do hot dogs. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. We're not really going to watch baseball. It's going to be. It's going to be. Are you sitting in nice. the family section where they allow no drinking and uh, and swearing is frowned upon? I cannot confirm that. I don't know where we're sitting. I didn't put it together. You gotcha. Know? So I'll let you guys know all of that all right. next week on the ramp. Absolutely. Baby, do you, do you even know the team that they're playing? Um, I actually have no idea. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All it right. It makes me well, happy that you don't know. No, it's not good. a clue. Literally not a clue. The Washington Senators, I don't know. I just like, I like the name. I don't know. So I love it. I love it. Baby, nice. well, we, it's going to be nice. We will look forward to that recap, and we can all three of us talk a little sports next time. That'll be fun. It'll be great. It'll be, It'll be you'll great. Be included. I love it. Baseball. Well, baseball, exactly. Boys, we have, um, we have wandered to and fro, and uh, it has been a pleasure, as it always is. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. Hello, hello. Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.